What a blessing to be together tonight with such a hungry group of brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. I see your hunger. It's all over you. It's all over your face. Anybody, any, anybody could see it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you a little story. The year was 1899. At the end of the year, December, the place was Topeka, Kansas. There really is a place called Topeka, Kansas. And there was a Bible college there. Let's, Let's think tonight like we're in a Bible college right here in this room. And a a Bible teacher challenged his classes to study the Bible and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. And he asked them, I want you to study it from, from the first verse of the book of Acts to the last verse of the book of Acts, and I want you to come in a few days. I'm going away for a few days, and when I come back, I want you to tell me What happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit? And so his students studied that, and he came back on December 31st, 1899. And his students were all excited because they discovered in the book of Acts that there was a reliable indication of somebody being filled with the Holy Spirit, and that was speaking in tongues as an initial gift of the Holy Spirit with the other gifts to follow. And so he said, okay, if that's what you found in the Word of God, let's start praying. Because people weren't speaking in tongues in those days. The gifts of the Holy Spirit had been pushed aside into the shadow. Maybe people thought they were fanaticism. Maybe people thought they were, for an earlier age, the first century only, until the apostles all died off, they thought. Then there was a young lady among the students. I don't know how old she was. She was a college student. Maybe she was 18. Maybe she was 20. Most likely she was in her young 20s. I want to get her name right. Agnes... Osman. Agnes Osman spoke up. I've read different accounts of it. I'm not sure if it was in the last seconds of 1899 or if it was actually later in the day on, on January 1st, 1900. Agnes Osman spoke up and she said, Will you lay hands on me that I would be filled with the Holy Spirit? What did she know? Only reading the Bible. That's all she know. It was like the Bible was giving her an elbow, and that's you. Just like when I came to church in December of 1975, and Brother Bob said, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, come on up front. I was saved for a grand total of 24 hours at that point. I had never been to church in my life and I had never seen anybody filled with the Holy Spirit and I didn't even know what it was. And he said, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, come up front. Kind of like what happened to him in Houston, Texas. 
He didn't know what the Holy Spirit was, but he knew God told him, go back to that church. I have something I want to give you. The night after he became a Christian, the Lord said, go back there. I have something to give you. And he said, Lord, I'm here. Whatever you want to give me, go ahead. He didn't know exactly what was going to happen. And Agnes Osmond, she said, lay hands on me because I see they do that in the book of Acts 2. And they who were not yet filled with the Holy Spirit themselves, laid their hands on Agnes Osman, a name that none of us hardly even knows anymore. Her name is forgotten now. And she started speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. The gift was revived. And out of that school and that event and Agnes Osman and so on, a few, within a few years, by 1906... Pastor Seymour in Los Angeles, California, he was at that school at that time and he began to preach the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the Azusa Street Revival took place and brothers and sisters, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Spirit, the gifts that the Spirit gives, the boldness that he gives has now not stopped In all of the 20th and 21st century, the gifts have become known and revived all over the world. In countries all over the world, among thousands if not millions of people who speak in tongues and receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the boldness that the Holy Spirit grants. Am I telling the truth? What did she do? What did Agnes do? In her faith, she said, will you lay hands on me? Not lay hands on you, you know, like choke her by the throat. As, in the, as they did in the Bible. They just lightly and respectfully put their hands on her, believing God, that God would use that contact in order to use them as a conduit for the Spirit of God And that the Spirit of God would move through them to Agnes. And that Agnes would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And she did. I've I've said to some people in our church that were kind of hesitant to believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the gift of tongues. I said, well, do you see it in the Bible? Yeah, I see it in the Bible. And I said, well, then you don't have the gift yourself. But why don't you come and pray for others to get the gift if you don't have the gift? Because the first brethren that got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues were prayed for by those who didn't have the gift yet. You know, the Lord works in all kinds of ways, doesn't he? Every mysterious kind of way, praise God. It doesn't all have to happen just so. So this morning we covered a lot in the Word of God. And right after the section that I read to you, As you know, Jesus ascends into the clouds and he disappears in the clouds in Acts chapter 1. And the men of Galilee were open-mouthed and staring up so that the Lord had to send two angels and say, why are you guys looking up into the clouds like that? He's going to come back in the same way. If you're so worried about the restoration of the kingdom, stop it. 
because Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. He's going to come back the same way he left. And so what they were left to do was say, okay, now what? What do we do? Jesus said, go to Jerusalem, stay in Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father. And you know what the Bible says? After those angels told him, what are you looking up? What are you looking up for? Kind of shook them out of their reverie. The Bible says the apostles went back to Jerusalem and they entered in prayer in the upper room where they were staying. They did what Jesus told them to do. They learned their lesson. So I want to encourage you right now. I'm not sure what the music ministry should do. Please use your own judgment and do what you think is best. But I want to encourage brothers and sisters, all of you to come up front. And I want you to encourage you to begin laying hands on one another in your prayer circles and praying to God that each one of you, one by one by one, will be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can do the work that God wants us to do. This is a busy group right here. I'm not, I don't know if you can do anymore. You're very busy and you're working hard and we can't just you know, keep on piling on the work. But I'll tell you this, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are going to be much more effective in your work. And the church will grow. I am being audacious right now. I am speaking to you in faith right now that the church will grow and the workers will come and the work will multiply and the impact of the church on central New York will be on the increase. But it's got to be a people that are filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Or we won't know what to do. We won't know how to proceed. We won't have the strength. We won't have the boldness. Amen. So please respond, come forward. We're not going to be in a hurry. We may get to the cards later on. I believe that we will. But let's pray, oh Lord, that all of us would be filled with your spirit, oh God. Oh Lord, we wait for you. Oh Lord, we stand in need of your spirit. Oh Lord, give us boldness, strength, gifts. Hallelujah. As you will, distribute as you will, Holy Spirit, to your people but leave no one out. Distribute to every single one. They're everyone, their own tongue of fire, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus.